0: Welcome to the Mark of a Leader podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Fernandez. Today in studio, we have a joint effort from both our CEO and Chief Storyteller, Doug Keeley, and partner and storyteller, Tim Magwood. Doug, Tim, thanks so much for doing this Danielle, today. Danielle,
1: it's great to be here. Thanks. Great to be here, Danielle.
0: <sighs> I appreciate that. And today, we're going to be talking about a very important issue amongst leaders and storytellers, and that is the one of trust trust. And I know at the Mark of a Leader, you do focus on all of the above, and I would like to know why trust is so important.
2: Wow, trust. Well, to me, trust is the currency of any great culture. So without trust, we've got nothing. And so as leaders, we have to pay such attention to the trustworthiness of ourselves and our people and our culture, because um, that is the currency of getting things done and doing it with agility. So
1: it's in the work we do, trust is like right at the top of the list. How about for you, Doug? A hundred percent at the top of the list. If you don't have trust, you've got people who you can't get things done because the way any organization works is you take uh, you take something that has to be done, you break it down into tasks and a bunch of people each take a piece of the task and in the end it's done. So even it's as simple as Someone does it, mm-hmm. a, a service job. Someone does the accounting and the billing for it. Someone does the, the you know the management of it. There are people with different jobs. As soon as there's no trust, everyone's doing everyone else's job, and uh, not only are you inefficient, but that's when friction starts. Get out of my get out of my pond, man. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, in your guys' opinion, is trust earned or is trust given?
1: That's a
2: juicy question given or earned well from where I come from in my lens it's it's given and it's interesting because there's mixed reviews on this um, I just finished the book um, powerful by Patty McCord she is the co-creator of the um, the Netflix cultural handbook and she mentions this in her in her book and how trust has got to be given and uh, whereas a company like Amazon, Feels like it's largely earned. So, if you're Netflix, you'd say given. Amazon, you'd say earned. I personally believe given. You got to give people. You got to give people the opportunity to step to step in.
1: Well, I think there, it may be um, true that that the earning trust is um, is a bit of an old model, uh, yeah. and it may be it came to us from our, our parents or grandparents, where the environment that they worked in was not as fast. Uh, it was not as um, uh, intense, I guess is a good word, not as certainly not as competitive. and so in in, in an environment today and we're only talking we're talking about the business environment where speed, agility, efficiency, cost effectiveness productivity are all important measures of how how a company can be successful. If, again, if you don't have trust, you can't have any of those things. Uh, so I think you start a culture by giving trust. Now, Tim, the question to me is, what happens when the trust is broken? So I start... I'm a new employee uh, working at the Mark of a Leader, and I, Tim, and I say, "Okay, uh, Tim, you're my boss, and uh, you're going to do something." You say, "Okay, I'll have this done by Thursday," and uh, and here's what I'm going to provide you, Doug, mm-hmm. as the tools. And by the way, you know, after this series of events, we're going to promote you, and here's what's going to happen. And then you don't do that. Yeah, what well, happens? I,
2: I, I look at trust as like it's a bank account.
1: You you, you start
2: it with a with a decent. Um, bank account for people, and it's as, as they deliver and as, as things are delivered, that bank account increases. and as promises are not kept, it decreases. And so I, but I think we have to start with with a, a decent float for people so that they're not going into the red right away. So it's like a bank account and but it's, I, as people deliver more and more, then we trust them more and more and that bank account gets larger. For me it's sort of a withdrawals deposits kind of analogy for for trust.
1: Yeah, that's a, I hadn't heard that before, but I think it's a great model. And when you think about it, uh, even the lowliest cashier at the smallest convenience store gets a, a float when they start, yeah. you know, every bartender or waiter, waitress in the world gets a float. So interesting idea. You start with, with, um, uh, you know, X units of trust in your account. Uh, and then the more you do, the more you earn and you're going to mess up. So you're going to lose some occasionally. Yeah. We have to and, allow for that, right? It's but normal. I think that's a, it's a great model that says you start with a float. So you're going to make mistakes. Uh, and especially true of new people who are out there trying to do right and aren't going to do it all the time. Uh, I, that's, I like the model. That's cool.
0: So do you think you can have trust without respect?
1: Well, I don't, um, because I think that, um, no, the other way around, actually, I I think you can have trust without respect. So I think you can trust that someone's going to do it over and over and over again. So there are certain politicians in the world today that I can trust that they're going to do something right or really stupid, but it doesn't mean I respect them. Whereas the other way is, um, uh, can you respect someone if you don't trust them? And I would argue you can't that trust is one of the core ingredients of respect. So um, you can trust them without respecting, but you can't respect them without trusting them. That would be my view. Yeah, my view would be, I'd I'd
2: look at it similarly. Maybe the slight spin on it is, for me, respect is a relational value. So I might respect you, Doug, because you're a good guy and we have some things in common, so I respect you as a person. But that doesn't necessarily mean I would trust you and you might not deliver. So I still respect you as a person, but I'm losing trust in you. So they go to me. Trust is is an ingredient in sorry. Relate, respect is an ingredient into trust. It's part of the mix, but it's maybe a third. I don't know. Twenty five percent. Well, and I see it the other way. I you see, it, you see, trust is, is the ingredient goes, respect. Goes, respect. Yeah, I could probably make an argument. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, either way, but it's sort of they're certainly not the same, but they're super related. Oh, totally super related. Absolutely.
0: Do you guys have any examples you can give me of uh, this in real time action?
2: Yeah, I think in the business context, one of um, one of the stories that we share is the is the Zappos story. We we love Zappos because it's a highly empowered culture. they they've they've grown fast. It's a terrific story, and if you think about trust, well, Zappos has always really empowered the front line in a in the context of call center environments, and that's really the, the, their 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 business for the most part um, is is a big thing is average handle time. So a lot of call center environments put constrain the kind of the amount of time you can spend with a customer on the phone. But what Zappo said is, hey, do what's right for the customer. It's all about um, serving their needs, figure out the priority needs, whatever they're ordering, and deliver it on time. And so that's what they've been focused on. Um, so they give their people a lot of leash to do what's right for the customer. So what's happened is that those people feel trusted, and they create trusted, trusting relationships with a clients. So you can see how that happens, right? You give people, frontline people, a lot of a lot of rope and a lot of trust, and then they translate that into the customers. When we're holding people too tight, I think the opposite of trust for me is control. Then that's when we get in, we, you know, the bit's too tight. If it's a horse, then then they're jumping around and they're not really running as that as they should. They don't they feel powerless. So I think Zappos is a great example. What else, Dougie? Anything else that comes up for you in terms of?
1: Two things, uh, story-wise, business story, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, you know they got all wow. these hundreds of performers in any show. And um, they are totally dependent on each other for safety and for performance. But, but let's talk about safety only. Like, yeah. I agree that I'm going to do this two flips and I'm going to grab your arms. You better trust that I'm going to do that repetitively over and over and over and not be thinking, oh, I just had a side thought. I didn't pay my hydro bill this morning. And you forget to <laughs> grab the wrist, right? <laughs> That's a so, great example. Yeah. So so I think uh, uh, I love Cirque as an example. And, and Cirque has a huge level of trust because uh, you know, I think they've had one fatality in, in 30-something years. And thousands and thousands of performances. Yes, knock on wood. Um, and I also thought of virtually every uh, police or military um, mm-hmm. situation where you, you're trained to do something a certain way and you have to trust that your colleagues are going to respond in, in the way that you've agreed to in training because your life, life or, or someone else's life could be the line.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Uh, That was a fantastic episode. I really appreciate you both doing this together as one.
1: Great to be here trusting and respecting each other as three.
0: (laughs) As three. Fearless trinity. The fearless (laughs) trinity of Tim,
1: Danielle, and Doug. That's
0: exactly what it is, and that's who we are here at The Mark of a Leader. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes.